0: Welcome everybody to Beat the Shift Fantasy Baseball for Tuesday, July sixteenth. Alex, who are here today with? Ray Estrada. How you doing, man?
1: I'm good. How are you? It's been a while, cause, yeah, cause I finally <laughs> got internet in our place.
0: <laughs> yes, you you've been without internet like a caveman.
1: I've been using my mobile hot hotspot a lot.
0: <laughs> yeah, not not totally helpless, but definitely definitely. But getting texts from my
1: dad. You're running out of mobile hotspot space. <laughs>
0: Hey, don't look at me, man, okay?
1: I'm not looking at you. It was me who was down here who had to take care of the internet.
0: Yeah, so <laughs> so basically, welcome back to Ray. If, for all of yes. you that missed Ray, you get to hear his, his magical voice again. And uh, we're back as well with Fantasy Baseball. We haven't done this in a while. Uh, but since last time, I have updated uh, my fantasy rankings that I have on com slash fantasy. Go there to check out my fully updated top 300 fantasy rankings for the second half. Um and yeah, it's more or less the same as what I've done in the past, but uh fully up to date now. And I I said that at the beginning of the season I was going to try to update them weekly. So, welcome to the one week mark How did that go? of the season. Get it? Cuz yeah, whatever. It, it, it didn't land. It's fine. Um, but they're, the point is they're there, and I'd like you to use them because, um, because why not? Everybody could use a little more fantasy baseball help. And we'll be doing that with this podcast, too. We'll talk about all the uh, potential trade candidates that could shake things up, and we'll talk about some regression to come, both positive and negative, in the second half of this season. So let's get right into it. Go ahead and
1: start us off, Ray. All right, so let's start with... Uh, trades that have been made and you know some guys who are on the trade block reminder there's only one trade deadline this year July 31st we are 15 16 days away from that so uh, it's gonna come hot and fast there's no guys oh they're gonna wait for the waiver wire there's no August 31st last second Verlander trades this year there is July 31st only two notable trades have gone down so far I call them notable and I wouldn't call them major But Andrew Kashner is now a Boston Red Sox. Uh, They shore up their rotation with Ivaldi when he gets healthy, going to be the closer because they have no bullpen. Um, And Martín Maldonado is now a Chicago Cub. Curiously, so start with Kashner. How does him? uh, He's had, you know, an okay year. Kind of fell off a lot of people's radars, I would imagine. But. how does him moving from Baltimore to Boston uh, affect his fantasy stock right now? It it helps by a very slim margin.
0: <laughs> I still don't have him as a top 80 starting pitcher, so he doesn't really matter. But for those of you that go much deeper than that, then sure. Pitching for the Red Sox, as a general rule, is, is better than pitching for the Orioles. So yeah, that's nice. And then Maldonado, <laughs> I don't really know what the Cubs are doing doing he's not important he's not as bad as catcher is maldonado is not even relevant um and that's saying a lot but i'm curious yeah that that
1: that is i was actually surprised to hear you say that but i'm curious from a from a roster perspective what yeah their plan is that was my, they traded they traded him for mike montgomery a bullpen piece which they also need bullpen help um yeah their bullpen hasn't been stellar this year well um, i have craig kimbrell who hasn't really yeah, but, been a factor. I mean, yet. I mean, I guess if Mike Montgomery is part of that bad bullpen, maybe you don't need him, but I feel like uh I, I don't know, trading him for a catcher like Maldonado who I how much is he gonna play with Contreras there?
0: And uh, yeah, and that's the thing too, is they have um, Caratini as their backup catcher. So I just yeah. don't even know like why they need Another one? I yeah, it's it's interesting to me. Um, it is worth noting. I, I it's actually not worth noting, but like Wilson Contreras has played, <laughs> has made like three appearances in the outfield, either in switches in games or like I don't he might have started a, a game in right. Field I think he started at, a
1: game in right against Pittsburgh. Yeah, it's that, that might be something skill.
0: to look at. Just a few more games. Yeah, and then he's got eligibility. I don't know.
1: Um, we're is spending that, a lot of that's time. Maybe why on... they maybe. Maldonado and Caratini take a lot of the catching, while Contreras still gets at-bats in the outfield, perhaps.
0: I, yeah, I have no idea. But we're spending too much time on unimportant catchers yes. because all catchers are bad. Um, that's my perspective <laughs> hey. in fantasy baseball for those wondering. Let's talk about important trade pieces. Most of them are pitchers. Most of them either starters or yes. relievers. Um, let talk bad about, about catchers. Yeah, no catchers, please. No more.
1: No, No, I'm telling you not to talk bad about catchers. You said all catchers are bad. Yeah, I, they are. I take slight offense to that.
0: Yeah, I I, I mean I meant. Even what though I said. didn't have a good year. Um. Okay. <laughs> so,
1: like you said, a lot of pitchers. I think we have one position player here on our you know our question mark list. I would say guys who are likely going to be traded, could be traded. Um. And matter. that's important too. They have. to Yeah, matter. they they matter. Um. So Zach Wheeler of the Mets. He's injured right now, correct? Is he what? Uh, uh okay. I think so. Don't. I have an alert <laughs> on my phone that says Rays eyeing injured Wheeler. So uh,
0: okay. Well, as I yeah. as I check on this potentially very big <laughs> development in Wheeler trade talks, um <laughs> he's he's probably one of my Yeah, we, shoulder fatigue. NIL yeah, today. yeah, right now.
1: Yeah. I am... Injury is apparently not serious. Uh, for precautionary reasons. Well, that's bad for the Mets more than anything. Yeah.
0: Um. I mean, I, I like Zach Wheeler probably the most of any pitcher on the block, more than Stroman and Bumgarner. Um. And I think wherever he goes, he'll be better than he has been with the Mets because he's due for some positive regression anyway. His ERA is way higher than he's deserved. He's, his strikeout rate's still very good, and he's not like you know nothing else has been. Very, out of the ordinary for him. So, I like Zach Wheeler a lot, but this is concerning because I Shoulders know nothing. Fatigue, <laughs> I just off. I don't like not knowing, <laughs> ones, and I did not know this. So, um, let's move on to something that hopefully yeah. I hopefully
1: know more about. Um, yeah. Oh, I, it was surprised to me. I was surprised to see him hurt. I thought, uh, yeah, I wasn't sure. Um, well, let's let's talk about Strowman a little bit. I mean, you say you like Wheeler better than him. Strowman, I think, is an interesting case. I think. There could. I have a legitimate question about if if him getting traded to another team helps rejuvenate him. I mean, we, we know he's a competitor. We know he's not mainly getting with the Blue Jays, but he has consistently said that he knows he doesn't have a future with that team. So, could that have an effect on why he's not, you know, as good as we think he could be, or or is or is it really a non-factor? Well, here's the thing. I think he's been better than
0: everybody thought he would be this year because last year was just awful. And even before, when he was doing impressive things in twenty seventeen, he had a very good year at a three oh nine ERA and threw two hundred innings. And he's never been a strikeout guy, really, and he's not again this year. But he, he looks more like his two thousand seventeen self. But he's always been a had a very high WHIP, and he it's it's just a hard thing to sustain when you when you pitch without relying on strikeouts, and something that I you know hadn't really thought too much of before um before this year is that like he's five and ten with the blue jays and they've been a bad team he's always been kind of like a better in points league quality starts type of guy but i don't know maybe he becomes more categories relevant with a good team maybe it's i I can't even compare him to a guy like Sonny gray even like i don't think his seal his ceiling is maybe a forties, like a you know, not a top fifty starting pitcher, but just barely. I, I don't, I don't see him being all that useful beyond that. Um, yeah. So Stroman, you know, he's, yeah, he's kind of been overperforming so far.
1: Okay. Um, yeah. So last starter here we have Madison Bumgarner, who I was talking about this with our friends today. He's only twenty nine. Doesn't yes, it seem but like that's an that's an old Grizzly, twenty nine no, no, years I'm, old. I mean this this is more offhand, not even relevant to kind of the conversation. It's just like it's shocking that he is twenty nine years old.
0: Yeah, I mean he. I remember when he was <laughs> the young phenom breaking on with the the yeah. World Series.
1: Now he's the old grizzle veteran who hates, uh, normal home run uh watching because they hit it four hundred twenty six feet. To just hate a lot of people that aren't him but i don't
0: know yeah. we're not talking about bum garners no okay but personality. We're talking about his value right
1: yes that value um does does a potential bum trade uh i believe i mean talks haven't been too real uh hot as of late are the brave still interested in him i know they got kaiko and he's I mean, we talked about this before we got started. That he's kind of a uh, smoke and mirrorsing his way to decent starts, right now. But, yeah, I'm gonna um... say
0: no on the Braves. I would think okay. more the Brewers would definitely be interested, and beyond that, I don't really know. Like the Brewers are the most desperate for starting pitching <laughs> of, of anybody, but I don't. You know, they you never Shelby know Miller. with with other teams out there. You know, like. Uh, one of the super teams like the Astros or the, the Yankees or Red Sox could come calling on a guy like Bumgarner who is, is a rental at this point. Um, even though he's not, you know, he's not too old. And this year has been kind of good for him. It's been, it was better than last year for sure. His stuff looks better. He's striking out more than a batter per inning again. Uh, ERA is a little high, but you know, that's whatever the Giants. Um, and, he could definitely be just as good, if not better, despite leaving a very pitcher-friendly home ballpark. That's that's how I see it. He's, he's been effective with his stuff. He has been um, a legitimate, revitalized pitcher because, you know, he's lost a lot of velocity on his fastball, but he's incorporated a cutter that's been very effective, and everything looks legit with that. So, uh, no real... Big question marks with Bumgarner, other than the destination, which, you know, okay. is, it's
1: barely, barely matters. All right. So let's go with, with our only position player on the list, Whit Merrifield. Um, I asked you why, because I hadn't heard much about it. And then you said he's on the Royals. I guess, yeah, they're sellers. Um, so Whit Merrifield, obviously, because he can run, uh, has a little extra value in a league that doesn't steal a lot of bases. Um, there's a Whit Merrifield trade to, I don't even know where, I mean, anybody can use Whit Merrifield, right? Um, right. There's a trade
0: outfielder, second baseman, like, everybody could yeah. essentially upgrade at those positions. And I'm going to go ahead and say right now that in terms of fantasy, he's been good this year, but not even as good as you might have expected where you draft him, because I think we've, kind of bought into the fact that he's a reliable batting average and stolen base source and he kind of has been he's popped 11 home runs also he's just a good hitter a good player but he doesn't really do anything spectacular you know he's not he's like very okay all around but I will say in his case um in any league like any points leagues especially or or leagues that are a little more advanced um, in terms of scoring than just batting average and stolen bases and you know the the classic five categories that he's not that valuable he's he's like solid he's still you know a top you know in the first you know eight rounds maybe like six to eight rounds but not you know we he's drafted as like a third round player and in most categories leagues and he's just okay i just want to make that clear um but yeah you know getting off of the royals in in theory would be really good for production numbers all around i don't know if it would affect his stolen base totals because the royals run wild but i don't think anybody would stop Whitmer <laughs> Whitmerfield. also <laughs> um if even if we he change Marifield? teams yeah but that's like part it's a big part of his profile even a team that doesn't steal out of bases would still probably let him run i don't think it's gonna be a problem so yeah that's
1: my take on that yeah all right so let's wrap up trades we'll uh group all of these relievers together um a lot of teams in the reliever market uh we mentioned the, the cubs and the red Sox are struggling with their bullpens um the Dodgers could use help. Bullpens haven't been very good this year in general. Um, I think uh, the trends say that. Uh, Felipe Vasquez, Pirates closer. Shane Green, the Tigers closer. Ken Giles, uh, the uh, he's on the Blue Jays. And Will Smith, who I knew I knew he was good this year. I didn't know that he got his 24th save uh tonight but also very good for the giants this year so out of those four guys um just kind of what are your thoughts on one of, on each of them quickly which guy do you value the most right now with a, p- a potential trade happening
0: well vasquez is the best of these and he's also not a rental i think he still has he might have like two more years of team control he, after
1: this season. he does have two um, so that's why he was a that's why he was hard to trade last year, because I think he had, like, three years of team control. Right, and so he might not even get moved, which would be good, because the Pirates...
0: Being a Pirates closer is a pretty good gig, and he's been really good. Um, I'm not so worried. He'll probably end up closing wherever he goes if he does get moved, too. So, again, not so much concern there. Um, but Shane Green, Ken Giles, and Will Smith, I think none of them would end up closing... To wherever they get moved and they would be the more valuable um not more valuable what am i saying oh the more likely to be traded of the bunch so i would kind i'd be willing to to sell them like you know you know for like 50 cents in the dollar maybe just because you know you're gonna get less than half a month's worth of production from them Um, And they're probably going to get traded to contending teams who already have closers. That's just how it is. And, you know, this is, again, only if you play in categories leagues that count saves only. I know a lot of leagues now count holds as well, saves plus holds, all that stuff. These guys, they're still decently valuable. Their value doesn't change all that much. Um, I like Will Smith a lot um, as well, just as a pitcher. I think he's been really effective and nobody acknowledges him because he's kind of buried away on the giants so yeah um just keep an eye on relief pitcher closer roles changing if that's important for your league um those three guys probably won't be closing in two
1: weeks okay all right so let's move on to regressions uh second regressions in the second half let's talk about negative regressions guys who are doing really good right now who might come back down to earth a little bit. Maybe not, but we'll see. Uh, let's start with a couple of young sluggers, Pete Alonso, Homer run Derby champion. Um, already the Mets rookie, uh, home run, uh, record holder. And, and the other guy we're going to talk about, Fernando Tatis Jr. The spark plug right now with the San Diego Padres, uh, missed the month, which is why he wasn't all-star. When he still had a good argument to be one, and he is unreal right now. Both of these guys are. Um, what do you see? Are there any. I mean, obviously there's potential for a regression, but. um, I mean, what's your thoughts on them for the second half?
0: Yeah, so both. First of all, both Man Crush Monday uh, features for Beat the Shift, official Man Crush Monday features, and they are probably like the the least interesting um in terms of controversy on on the list that we're about to go through mostly because i think what they're doing is real and i don't have a whole lot to say about it pete Alonso hits the ball incredibly hard and everything about the home run power he has looks legitimate and pitchers have adjusted he's adjusted back i don't i don't think you're gonna see a serious downturn there's no like Uh, there's there's nothing not to like about either of these guys right like tatius has i think his is still somewhere up around 430 it might not last he might not hit 340 this season okay he's still gonna hit for for average because he's got incredible speed he steals bases he hits home runs he he performs magic on the field in a way that (laughs) not many others do he's very javier baez-esque so I would al- I already rank him higher than Javier Baez, if that's any indication of how much I believe in this kid. So take that for what it's worth. Um, All
1: right. Yeah, I mean, I I mean, I'm not necessarily going to disagree with anything you said. They're they both proven uh, their worth already. Like I said, pitchers have at least to Alonso definitely adjusted, and he's more than adjusted back. Uh, let's talk about. Pitcher uh, Hyunjin Ryu currently the front runner for the National League Cy Young, been really good. I mean, he had that dominant stretch and was at little May and June. Um, still good quality starts outside of you know course Field, but uh, dominating with stuff that doesn't go faster than ninety miles an hour. So is, is that a sign that he's due for some? Uh, regression back to the mean.
0: Um it does make me scratch my head and he has been for a long time now. <laughs> he's like he's, been, he's been around so long. He's been in the league since 2013 as a mm-hmm. as a, you know more or less full-time pitcher who without fail seems to get injured every single year except this year and this is what it looks like. Last year he had a 197 ERA, but he yeah. just didn't pitch all that much. He only threw 82 innings. This year Already approaching 120 innings, and the ERA is even lower. So now I, I just don't know what to believe, because <laughs> the way he's able to to command his pitches, his secondary stuff inside the zone, mostly his fastball changeup combination is what has been so effective for him. And you can't really say anything bad about that because guys with dominant changeups really you know can sustain that. Um, so long as the command is there, and he's he, I don't think it's gonna waver, really. I don't think there's anything fluky about it, um, but yeah, just because I don't expect him to finish the year with a sub two ERA again, it might be like kind of worse. I think he, I still have him ranked as like the s- number seven or eight starting pitcher in fantasy baseball, so it's not like I'm expecting a whole lot of regression from him it's he's just worth mentioning because he's been ridiculous and everybody kind of expects him to
1: yeah I think it's I think it's like you said the change of combination and then plus two he has he throws four or five pitches well on any given night so I mean that just makes it even, even more deadly but he's the exception to the rule that you need to throw 95 plus to be really good in the MLB um, let's talk about so talk about a guy on my team. Let's talk about a guy on your team who's been very good for me on my fantasy team, uh, DJ Lemayhew. Uh, so I guess Coors Field. I mean, the numbers suggested that he was really good in Coors Field, and not good anywhere else. I guess he's really good in Yankee Stadium too. What about DJ Lemayhew? Come- yeah,
0: I mean, just like all the guys on this list, you can't you can't just trust the numbers. You got to trust your eyes a little bit. And LeMahieu can hit. This kid can hit. Um, He is just a mammoth human being who somehow, before this year, had only had a career high of 15 home runs, and that was last year in Coors Field. Uh, Already has 12 this year as a Yankee, and the RBI pace is just absurd. It's going to slow down. Uh, He's already tied... No, he's two behind his career high in RBI. Um, It's not going to... It's not gonna last. He's a leadoff hitter. It's just, it's just not
1: possible. <laughs> um, I mean, as deep as that Yankees lineup is, though, when you have, you know, right. seven, eight, 9 who can get on at the clips that they can get on, um, he, I, I that kind of makes sense that he has a lot of RBIs. I guess, but even then, it's still a very good player,
0: um, who's mostly just gonna score a lot of runs and hit for average, which is what he's always done. Uh, he doesn't really run. He doesn't really hit for much power. So, you know, you, you look at him about where he is minus, like, all the crazy run production that he's had. Like, look at... Basically value him where you did last year as a Rocky. Like, do the same thing. Um, yeah. Is that, is, does that help? Hopefully it helps.
1: That helps, yeah. Okay. Um. So... Yeah, next guy we have on our list is Eduardo Escobar, who's quietly having you know a good year for the D-backs, who are in the National League Wild Card hunt. Um, I mean, he hasn't made much noise since he was traded last year from the Twins to the the Diamondbacks, but you know, if, especially if you know if paying attention to fantasy circles, he's been he's been very good this year. So, uh, what's your thoughts on Escobar?
0: Yeah, he was weirdly good last year, also just hits tons of extra base hits and a, a lot of that doubles machine into, well a lot of that's turned into home runs now he's got 19 homers
1: yeah because he's a chase field
0: <laughs> well it's chase field isn't even as extreme a hitter's ballpark as it used to be it's probably not even more so than target field now um but again it's he kind of reminds me of jose ramirez in that way you know he he just rakes. He hits the ball hard and he doesn't have the same kind of plate discipline numbers as jose ramirez so I don't think his peak is is that high. This is probably his peak, what he's at right now. You know, about a 350 on base percentage. uh, is about as high as you'll ever see it. And then, you know, if he's hitting well, then great. You know, that's, you're gonna want that. And I don't really know about his, like how streaky he is in general, but I do think that what he's doing is not super sustainable. Um, just with the, the quality of contact that he's making, um, he still doesn't like have the profile of somebody even close to, to Pete Alonso, despite having like similarly impressive slugging percentage at this point. That's probably not even true. Alonso's slugging is still higher, but you know what I mean? Um, he's not going to hit for this much home run power I would expect, um, and his BABIP this year, BABIP is normal actually, so that's that's fine. He can he can successfully hit two eighty, two ninety, so um, yeah. We haven't I haven't really hit any of these guys yet who no. I think are going to be complete busts the second half. Are we are we getting to no, those guys? Who you we're not because the, I just who who would Good nobody's job. like that. It's you such a hard thing. List. How can you expect to go into? Anything? I need fiery takes from you. You need
1: fi- I
0: don't. I, don't, I just don't have it. I'm too, I need hot takes. I'm like, too objective. Godzilla
1: was the best movie of 2019.
0: That is a hot take. I haven't seen it. Yes. It is a hot take. I saw Spider-Man uh, Far From Home. Did you see it yet?
1: No, I don't get to the mo- I don't get out to the movies a lot. It's a good movie. I, was- I enjoyed it. My sister did not like Jake Gyllenhaal in it. Really? Yeah. I, I am a big Jake Gyllenhaal fan.
0: In right. other contexts other than... Let's move on to another
1: movie. beautiful man. Dansby Swanson. Yes,
0: Jake Gyllenhaal baseball. <laughs> good transition.
1: Uh, Dansby Swanson, um, like I said, British horse up. Very good looking man. Uh, you know, had his struggles last season, but it seems to bounce back this season. And again, every time I I talk about him, trade of the trade of the century so far. Dansby Swanson and Andrew NCRT for Shelby Miller. Um, and they it so, was
0: one more pitcher too. It was at some other
1: bust pitcher, but yeah
0: there was they even got more it was I, I can't remember do you remember who it was no i can look it up right now he pitched in the big leagues and was trashy anyway uh <laughs> swanson is is indeed a very beautiful man jake gyllenhaal looking ass um and he just um he's been killing it very again all these guys have been doing it quietly and no, be, mostly because nobody expects him to keep it up but he's he's kind of doing it he was the number one overall pick at some point, I figured people would care more, but nobody seems to because he's hitting second for the Braves, who are a very good lineup, and it just racks up the production. Like, runs scored in RBI is very good totals for him um, this season, and it will continue because he's continuing to hit. Um, his play discipline has always been pretty good um, on base percentage, you know, around 60 points higher than the batting average, which is what you want to see from from anybody at the very least, um, and he's been hitting this year. The batting average up to two seventy after hitting, like, two forty or even lower, like, the last couple years, and power, man. Part of it is just hitting in SunTrust Park, which is very good for him, but he's got 17 home runs this season, you know, at the break, and that, you know, he might not reach 30 homers, but even to this point, like, that's... For a shortstop, that's well okay twenty twenty-five 25 for a shortstop doesn't really mean anything anymore though because shortstop is a crazy stacked yeah. position but he's part of it he's still in the mix and that's he's holding his own you know he i have him in my overall top 100 he's still like i don't i think he's outside the top 10 at shortstop that's how deep shortstop is but um i'm buying it there's a lot of extra base hits there too even if the power kind of goes away he still hit a lot of doubles um he seems to have elevated the ball more like a lot of players have but i think he's worked with chipper jones in the offseason um from the very little braves baseball that i've watched closely um that's what they seem to refer to a lot um in the swing change so dance swanson i'm on board you know maybe he won't be as good as some other like he why can't he just be as good as Carlos Correa <laughs> like why not tell how's that for a hot take Dansby Swanson is as good as Carlos Correa
1: I'm here for it you're here for it okay I'm here for it um a note on the Swanson trade so it was, it was a f- uh, five player trade Atlanta traded Shelby Miller and minor league reliever Gabe aspire to Arizona. In, in exchange for Ender Enciarte, Dancy Swanson... Aaron Blair, and I Ryan remembered Hattie. it. Aaron Blair. I did it. I was going to say. I beat you. Aaron Blair. Screw you. Uh, but yeah, so in my opinion, trade of the, trade of the century so far. swindle of the century. Um, yeah, but so let's move on to other pitchers uh, who are doing better than Shelby Miller this year. Um, Lance Lynn and Lucas Giolito. Lance Lynn... Texas Ranger right signed to the Rangers. Yes,
0: yes, he is on the Rangers. I had to
1: double check that cuz I can't remember if it was last year that he was a he's Ranger. He's been so ridiculously good for no reason. Yeah. Like, I think he's throw
0: he's like throwing a <laughs> fastball like numbers. Bartolo with like Bartolo cologne percentages almost. Um and it's just been dominant. I saw him touching like 90 97 98 miles an hour on his fastball. Um, jeez. His- they played one game on the Thursday after the All-Star break which I think is dumb, but Lance Lynn made the most of it and had another great start to start the second half. And as long as he keeps doing it, I, I have nothing to say about it. It's just, I can't trust one-pitch pitchers ever. And Lance Lynn has definitely had some rough stretches in the past. So I like him. I don't like him enough to move him into... I think he's the number 30 starting pitcher for me right now. I can't move him inside the top 30. I can't move him ahead of, like, Jose Barrios or... Um, I think those that's like the closest pitcher that i can think of there you know, like those that tier of pitcher i can't move him up yeah. past there. and then julito
1: no Gi- i mean he's been very good this year he Seemed to figure something out yeah uh, he's good
0: he's he's legitimately good he again i i like to to listen to and read about the kinds of changes that they make that lead them to the success that they had i mean he he was in the all-star during the all-star break was talking a lot about his success because um
1: he was in the all-star game why
0: not yeah he was there um and he's talked a lot about consistency in his delivery and um you know the ride he gets in his fastball and using that in conjunction with the changeup, and how successful he's been doing that um and it's been incredibly effective he pitches deep into games too um everything's uh, everything about what he's doing is pretty real um, but I still have him outside my top 20. He might be right around the top 20, uh, as starting pitcher, mostly cause there's still a little bit of concern with, um, with his command. Um, he might go back to, you know, he had a lot of problems with walks in the past. It was contr- more, more control, not so, not so much command. Um, so he, there's a little bit of a question mark there, but otherwise, um, he's been very good in, in a very real way um and we uh i think that's it for the negative regression i think it would be best if we sped through the positive regression candidates and this is more so you know partially because most of the arguments that i'm going to make for them is just that they've been so good in the past
1: like you just have to trust like that's essentially all these names names for all of them right okay yeah all these names are basically guys like no they're good they're gonna move they're gonna get better the numbers are gonna get better don't worry um Blake Snell uh no I'll say on this cause I saw a tweet Mike Petrello tweeted a couple weeks ago about how um like basically last year he was uh so far away from the mean basically on the other side fantastic Cy Young award winner but like his projections were the same this year as they were last year but this year, he's not getting luck, and he's on the other side of it. So, yeah, he's definitely due for a positive regression back to the mean.
0: Yeah, he also lost his fastball for a stretch of time, which is strange. Like, he just could not throw it for strikes, and he ended up throwing a lot of breaking balls. And it's, it was a weird phenomena, and and he's had a weird season, but he seems to be completely back to normal now. Um, still doesn't pitch very deep into games, though. It's the only knock on him. Um, but otherwise, his he gets more swing strikes, more strikeouts than pretty much anybody in
1: baseball. So he's yeah. great. Jose Altuve again. He's good. He's good. be too late. Gonna...
0: Might be too late on that. Cause he's been pretty hot. He's been heating up. Okay. Yeah. His last three games, he has, Oh, he we went hit list today. He went over for today, but in the two years <laughs> prior, he had seven hits and a grand slam in the mix there as well. Um, and scored three runs apiece and is knocked in five. So, like, he, he's uh, he's back, basically. Yeah.
1: Uh, Paul Goldschmidt, my MVP pick, who looks Oof. like a fantastic pick. Was he really? The first two weeks of this. Yeah, yeah. Like, the first day, like, didn't he have,
0: he had a two-home run, like, the second day of the season, and it looked like he had it in the bag, but nope. The first two weeks, he was fantastic, but he's quieted he's down. He's been dreadful. Yeah. Not yes. just bad. he's been dreadful. 773 OPS from a guy who also struggled to start last year and then de- he just decided to remember and, how to hit and then had 1,000 yeah, OPS the, the rest MVP of the way from late, from late May onwards. Um, I remember it, it started in a Colorado Rockies series. He just went on a <laughs> season-long tear and hit had a 1,000 OPS the rest of the way. And I don't think it's coming. It might be. He's been good lately. Um, but again, it might just not be enough. Like in his last seven, he's he's he does have you know thousand plus OPS and he's been good. Maybe it will stay. Only five strikeouts in his last seven games. That's what we need to see from Goldschmidt. He's been striking out way too much. Um, so hopefully he has figured something out. I don't think he's just too old and has lost it. That's just ridiculous. No, absolutely not. So you still gotta just buy the talent.
1: Yeah, Andrew Benintendi, a uh, guy who. You know the Red Sox lineup isn't bad, just that their pitching isn't very good, and then their lineup ha- isn't on the tear like it was last year. Andrew Benintendi though uh, is one of the guys who is still kind of struggling a little bit. Betts has kind of turned it around from a bad start. Devers and Bogarts have been fantastic. You know yeah, what I think is Benint- funny.
0: Uh, sorry, I, you're, I. Go ahead. It's a good summary of the the Red Sox lineup overall and how Benintendi hasn't really been missed too much. But he, you gotta, you gotta buy the talent. And again, it might be a case where you might be starting to be a little too late on it. Like, do it quick if you're gonna trade for Benintendi, uh, because it seemed like going into the break he had figured something out. He'd been given a couple of days off to figure things out, um, and he's had a few multi-hit games since then. Um, and then hopefully the power will come back around as well. But you know, he he's not a huge power guy anyway, so you wouldn't expect it. But um, he's gotta be better than what he has been like he's he's just too good for that so um again trust the talent i'm gonna say the rest for most of the the last four pitchers or one of them's a position daniel murphy as well and jose ramirez trust the the track record trust the what if i told you i dropped
1: daniel murphy in our league you did what i dropped daniel murphy oh i league. own him
0: now i know thank you for that um uh, you know, it's he's, he's trust the, the preseason thought process of him being a plus hitter going to Coors Field and potentially having that kind of success. Doesn't mean he will, but it's still pretty safe. And he seems to be healthy and playing again. So um, get him, get Jose Ramirez. He was super unlucky in the first half of the season. And then for a few pitchers, Herman Marquez, who just got ignited today, <laughs> at Coors Field against the Giants which was utterly ridiculous 11 earned runs yeah the Giants offense has been kind of hot as of late though yeah they have been I don't know what it is I can't I'm not gonna even attempt to explain it um but he's a very talented pitcher who pitched well in the second half last year I think he just he's missing something
1: I maybe he's tipping pitches I don't know um yeah and I mean I mean Pitching in course Field kind of wears on pitchers, We've right? But use him for road starts. Where...
0: Use him for road starts for sure because he's yeah still a he still got a really good arsenal. You Darvish, same kind of deal. Really good arsenal, just has been a complete head case. Could not throw strikes at all, but started off the second half strong and hopefully there's. I wonder when he started being him. a head case. Yeah, Chris Archer, similar, same exact case actually. I have them ranked back to back in my rankings. Um, both just head cases who started off the second half of the season pretty strong, so. um take it take it and run with it
1: what was your what was your uh text in
0: the group chat again about (laughs) oh yeah they were no hitting each other through like the first (laughs) three or four innings of the game that they they squared off against each other um and we're both just dominating and it was weird Uh, i I have them very low in my rankings right now i need to move them up just because i (laughs) I don't know. There's so this. It's really weird. Yeah. Um,
1: the the text was of course Darvish and Archer are no hitting each other after they sucked all first half.
0: Yeah, and that's it's perfect,
1: <laughs> right? It's my words, so <laughs> you
0: know I just couldn't bring them right now. But uh, that's pretty much all the players that we're gonna talk about, and that's yeah, we're that we're out of time. I'm I'm gonna be be honest. Gotta we're get out of you time. Up for the second
1: half, even though we're already a series into it.
0: But the good news about all of this is, is that you probably won't have to wait another month. For another fantasy podcast, we'll be back yes, on a
1: weekly... because we have internet.
0: Yeah, we'll be back on a weekly <laughs> schedule and weekly updated rankings. Yeah, let's 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 stick with that. Let's that make more promises. Um, but we do hope you enjoyed this podcast. Hope you found it helpful. Make sure you rate, comment, and subscribe if you did enjoy it. Uh, you can find us on any podcast platform and on beattheshiftbaseball.com. Everything is there. Podcast articles and basically everything that we do so um yeah we are going we are also on uh at beat the shift dp on twitter facebook instagram uh go check us out there and uh let us know what you think all right that was a lot for today (laughs) talked about a lot of players but hopefully it was helpful thanks again everybody as always ray peace